Mina Murray's Diary, 16th August. I awoke with a start into darkness. I don't know what compelled me to wake, but a horrible sense of fear around me. I stole across the room and felt for Lucy in her bed. She was not there. I struck a match and discovered she was not in the room at all. I feared to wake her mother, who has been more than usually ill, so I put on some clothes and got ready to go look for her myself. I got to the idea to check her clothes, as it might give some indication of her dreaming intention. Thank God. She cannot be far, as she is only in her nightdress. But I was wrong to be so alleviated, as I searched every room in the house but could not find her in a single one. Fearing the worst, I took a big heavy shawl and ran out. The clock was striking one as I was in the crescent, and there was not a soul in sight. I ran along the north terrace but could see no sign of the white figure which I expected. At the edge of West Cliff, above the pier, I looked across the harbor to East Cliff, in hope, or fear, I don't know which, of seeing Lucy in our favorite seat. There was a bright full moon with heavy black driving clouds which threw the whole scene into a fleeting diorama of light and shade as they sailed across. For a moment or two, I could see nothing as a shadow of a cloud obscured St. Mary's and all that was around it. Then, a narrow band of light, as sharp as a sword, cut through the ruins of the abbey and moved along the church and the churchyard. Whatever my expectation was, it was not disappointed. For there, in our favorite seat, the silver light of the moon struck a half-reclining figure, snowy white. I wasted no time to race down the steep steps to the pier and cross the bridge. The town seemed dead. For not a soul did I see. I rejoiced that it was so, for I wanted no witness to poor Lucy's condition. When I had finally toiled to the top of the steps of the abbey, I could again see the seat and white figure. There was something long and black bending over the reclined white figure. I called in fright, Lucy! Lucy! And something raised a head, and I could see a white face and red gleaming eyes before everything was obscured again by the spell of the shadows. By the time I reached the seat, the cloud had passed, and the moonlight struck so brilliantly I could see Lucy with her head lying over the back of the seat, and not another living thing about. I shook her awake, and she immediately put her hand to her throat, no doubt finally feeling the chill. Where am I? You were sleepwalking again. Here, put this on. You'll catch cold. I dreamt something so strange. Not now. We have to get you back. Fortune favored us as we didn't see a soul as we walked home, which Lucy was intent on telling me her dreams through her heavy breath and shivers. I thought it was a dream, but it all seemed so real. I only wanted to be in our spot, for I was afraid of something. I remember passing through the streets and over the bridge, and I could hear dogs howling. The whole town seemed to be filled with dogs howling all at once. And then I was sinking into deep green water and hearing a singing in my ears, as I hear there is for drowning men. Then my soul seemed to leave my body, and I was floating in the air. The West Lighthouse was right underneath me, then an earthquake, and then I came back to you shaking me. But I saw you do it before I felt it. I listened in quiet concern. I didn't tell her about the figure I had thought I'd seen. Could it have been just another illusion of the light?